I always feel like my roasts ends up end up not being roasts. They start trying to be roasts, but they end up being nice things. I don't do that. Yeah, no, I've noticed. I'm ready. I'm ready. This is good. This is going to be good. I think. You think yeah. it's going to be good? I don't know. Is it? We never know. It's always like a surprise. No, 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 it's, 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 surprise. it's just it could go it start. You might get like it might you might get eliminated. You might get shot in the kneecap. Yeah, exactly. I like the idea of shooting people in the kneecap. Like, <laughs> like in not, general, not necessarily. But <laughs> it's this whole thing of it must be painful, but not really lethal. <laughs> like the person has to live with those consequences. Like yeah. you're gonna fucking remember. Like yeah. you're gonna remember that shit. Yeah, depends on how much you hate the person. It's wearing the leg because it's there's the foot. What do you mean how much? Like there's no degrees of hate. <laughs> it's a binary? It's a binary. No it's like hate dead is dead or gradient. alive, you're right. Hate like gender and sexuality. Oh, you keep is saying a gradient. No. I'm willing to believe that sexuality is a gradient but not hate. Okay. You either do or don't. Oh, welcome to Mexicans. Welcome to Mexicans. Because we're Mexican. And we just can't. We can't. We can't. We can't. We once tried, but then we couldn't. Let me introduce my co-host, Martin Leon. If he were man candy, he'd be one of those strawberry sweets. You know, everyone knows him, but nobody knows how he got here. <laughs> Your grandma brought me to the party. Right? No, have you noticed nobody ever buys them, but somehow everyone's seen them? I know. I no know. one's ever gone into yeah. a candy shop as like, I need me one of those. You know? <laughs> But not one, because there's always, like, several. Yes. Anyway, uh, let me introduce my co-host. He is my one chance of escaping if Mexico is ever taken over by white supremacists. (laughs) If I don't sell you to them. If he doesn't, you know, I'll... Every man to himself, you know. Luis Augusto. Ah, yes. I, I, I do get along with the white supremacists. So well. they, they do like me. They bring you, me along the well, you, you would need to, like, cut your hair and... Uh, Stop being me. Yeah, yes. you know, just, like, not want to watch the Book of Mormon that much. True. And you know what? I just can't manage shoulder pads. White supremacy is just so boring. Like... It you... is boring. It is. It, it's just, like, we like white people. And you know what? I think... Gay Mexican culture is this close. Like, <laughs> it's this close uh, yeah. to white supremacy. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just like that shit. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sadly enough, yes. I mean, it's a polo shirt instead of a ghost costume, but still. <laughs> just... But the polo shirt was uh, popularized as the white supremacy uh, uniform after Charlottesville. What, is, is that true? Yeah, well, remember in... Uh, what is Charlotte? Charlottesville. The, uh, Charlottesville. With the... Uh, with, with the alt-right. The yeah, exactly. The... And they were all, like, marching in polo shirts oh. and khaki shorts. Are you sure that was a uniform and not just that America has <laughs> terrible fashion sense? <laughs> in general? Like, have you have you gone to an airport, seen a how they travel? Col- a little color No, like, seeing how they travel, it always amazes me. Like, Americans, when they travel, it's like, it's like they were in the middle of their job at The Gap. <laughs> No, at Best Buy. They were working. They were working at Best Buy, and they were like, "Fuck this! I have to catch a plane." And they just, you know, they just fucked off. I would agree, yeah. but at least the Best Buy shirts have like a nice blue color to them. These people are just wearing like a polo shirt that's been like three times too many through the wash. I know. So whatever color it started is, it's, it's white now. It's yeah. white. <laughs> it's been whitewashed. <laughs> yeah. and anyway. That's the aim. 
So anyway, anyway, uh, I wanna I wanna start uh, this podcast by saying uh, that I I have a corrections corner. Oh God, you I have, have a correction. Well, not correct. I just wanted to say that I just realized when um, like as I was editing uh, the podcast on telenovelas on Cuna de Lobos and Mirada de Mujer that I always thought Mirada de Mujer was named Cuna de Lobos. So I sent you to watch the exact opposite of what, of I what thought, you wanted me to watch. Of what I, what I thought you were watching, but in the end it ended up being really good because we had some really good stuff out of Catalina Krill. I love her. Like, yes. it's just... But anyway, speaking of Catalina Krill and dresses and stuff, you did drag. I did. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Yes, I did. We didn't talk about Please this. talk about it. I had my first drag experience. This was at my, um, my dearest oldest friend... Uh, Aldo's, he got, he got married two weeks ago mm-hmm. and his bachelor party was a week before then. And he wanted drag. He wanted a drag bachelor party. Okay. And it was really a lot of fun because we had this drag station where if you didn't want to bother doing drag and it was, it was kind of a disappointment because we were like, okay, so with the wigs and then the fabrics and then the blah, 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 it's like build your own drag kind yes, of thing, of course. uh, which was fantastic. Uh, it was the, you know, the, the, the McMeal approach to drag, which is that you choose one and choose one and choose one and suddenly you're in drag. Um, and we were so excited by this and we went downtown and we bought all these wigs and all these whatever, you know, the cheap ones, but still. And when we show up, it turns out everyone was so enthusiastic about the drag that they did their own drag and everyone was just like amazing. And just, nobody needed you. Nobody needed it. Nobody needed Like there were like That's a couple awesome. of, no, that was brilliant. But there were a couple of people who like came in and was like, oh, just throw on a wig. But it was like probably two out of 50 people. Well, that's really great. Cause like sometimes in those parties, it's like three people come like, like, full drag and they're like having you know they, they think they're going to go to, to the drag party and then they arrive and they're like the only ones in drag and so it's great that people were really I was into. so happy I was so happy what did you wear? I wore a little black cocktail dress of course um, it was cut down to like a bit above the knee because I was I was going for a conservative kind of. <laughs> older I went older I went older I went for a 50-ish so so I did the did you have a matching eye patch? Uh, no, I didn't, regrettably, because I hadn't seen the episode then. I okay. hadn't seen the episode. I did the whole tube thing, because my hair is quite long right now. Yeah. So I did the, like, I borrowed some tubes from my, um... You, you did rollers, your own hair? Roll, hair rollers. I did my own hair, which was a risk, like, I'll, I'll admit. Did you, like, check hair tutorials? Uh, yes, of course okay. I did. Yeah, of course I did. I found this Like, no, tutorial. I just... And I should probably be crediting, because this is something that we do, and I have the link here. Uh, hair rollers tutorial... By, by Cositas. No, it was by Charlotte Hole. Her, her last name is Hole. Like Hole? Yeah, like Hole as in a hole. Okay. Yeah, uh, Charlotte, and it was she was so nice and it was so easy. I never watch any any of these tutorials. I don't know if they're all like this, but she was very friendly. She kind of reminded me of like a flight attendant. You know, she was just like the exits are here and here, and they make you feel stupid. But contained, and that's Aww. and that's how I felt really. So, like an aunt that does have that much faith in you, but yeah. still wants you to do good. Absolutely, <laughs> no, and she, and she's you know she's obviously like very nice. She's gorgeous, and uh, I borrowed the rollers from my mother-in-law. 
Okay. And I started doing the thing and I was really scared because I was like, okay, fine. So you have to put them on with uh, damp hair and then you have to wait for your hair to dry. You can blow dry it a little bit to make it like stick a little better. Yeah. And then I did that, but I had them for like two hours and then my boyfriend arrived and I was wearing... <laughs> I, was, I was wearing... The and he was like, I was gay to avoid this thing specifically. He knew. He knew that I was going to... No, he was the one who got me the rollers. Like, he oh, knew. Nice. And he was actually... My boyfriend is amazing. He was like, oh, well, let me help you with this. Let me help you with it. And, you know, so like he removed... He helped me remove them. And it turns out it really, it really gave me a really nice big kind of 80s curl. Like yeah. a really big Like 80s. a very... Uh, Dolly Parton Yes, hair. exactly. Very, you know, very you nice. You need to send me a photo of that so I yeah, can share I, it. I don't have... The, the pictures that I actually have are, are terrible and then there's people who have better pictures and they haven't shared them yet but they will eventually. Okay. And I'll show you. But then, then it was that them. and then it was, of, of course, a lot of mousse and hair uh, hairspray and, you know, all these things to make it stick. And then I grabbed this um, color, this gold color thing that just... It's temporary but it made my hair shine very golden. And the whole. So you were thing, like, "Thank you for being a friend." Yes, pretty much. The golden girl. And my whole my whole um, theme was black and gold. So the dress was black, and then I was wearing like a big gold necklace and a gold purse. Oh, nice! And where did you get the purse? I I got it at Suburbia, which is this like very cheap shop. Suburbia cheap is store. like uh, the people's Macy's. Yeah, kind of the people's Macy's. Marks would be proud. Marks would have been like, you know what we need. To dismantle the superstructure and, you know, to take the means of production. We need a place where people can buy purses at cheap prices. And he was... Exactly. But High yeah, fashion. It, it was... One, I still have it around here. It's, it's one of those things that have, like, the gold... Um, it's sequin. And then you rub it one way and it becomes one color and rub it the other way and it becomes the other color. Ooh. And it was gold and black. That's very Forever 21 right now. Yeah, and it was gold and black and it cost me like 120 pesos. It was super cheap. And I found a belt, a gold belt, and I found like all these gold little like cheap Hoops jewelry. Yeah, bracelets. the whole thing must have cost me because I was really afraid about the cost. And the whole drag thing, is expensive. Drag is expensive. Mine wasn't. Mine was about a thousand pesos. Drag on a dime. It was gold. drag on a dime. And uh, the only problem was, of course, I could not, and I did look, and I asked so many people, I could not find heels my size. No. Yeah, like, Mexico, it's you have to like You have to go to one of the special stores. And even then, I called. I called two of them. And they said, like, I was looking for a short heel, black. All gold. Like, no. And they were like, we don't have, like, the only things we, and they literally told me, like, we have, like, three models that have, you, that carry your size right now. You know, one of them was red, it was just disastrous, and, you know, like, yeah, no. it didn't work. So I just, want to get picked up so I just wore these, somewhere. I just wore these black dress shoes, so I looked very, like, you know, <laughs> like, like this woman who's had enough, you know, because, because I was going for the older look anyways. It's like, I've had enough. You, you look like a woman who, you know, it, it's past 10 o'clock. I do not need to be wearing heels. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I have my, my flats on my gold purse. Yeah. And I'm going to switch them. And it was fun. I, I wore these really big gold uh, sunglasses and the earrings, which were uh, gold disco balls. Oh, nice. And it was so... I, I had the time of my life. And I really enjoyed how most, most... Because most of the men who went are actually not gay. But they all went so beyond with their drag. Like, everyone was just... You could tell they were trying to be as draggy as possible. Which is fun because otherwise you get like the Met Gala where a bunch of guys just went with a black suit where the theme was camp. Like, why do you go to the Met Gala? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love Anna Wintour. I love Anna Wintour to death. But? But camp is a very stupid 
theme. And Why? Because nobody knows what it is. Well, yeah, but it's not a black suit. No, but nobody knows what it is. Nobody knows. There's no clear guidelines. And so many of these people... Yeah, but, 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 but a black suit is so far off that you're not even trying. I mean, yeah, but there's, that always happens at the Met Gala. There's I know, the people, I know. The I people know, want I know. to shine, you know, like Gaga and her 17 different outfits. And then there's the people who... I'm sorry, but Gaga served us four amazing looks. It was great. Was no, and it was great. But just, I mean, if everyone's going to be scrutinizing... Every single thing you're wearing and every earring and every ring and every whatever that you're doing. I kind of get why some people will go the easy way of, I'm just going to wear a suit. And the worst thing people can say about me is I was boring. And sometimes when you're going to be screwed. But there's nothing worse than being boring. If I were a celebrity and I, I genuinely wish I never become one. I genuinely do. Because the whole idea, I've had nightmares about it. The whole idea terrifies me. If I ever become a celebrity, I'm going to be the person who's like, if everyone's going to be saying things about me, I'm just going to be, they're going to say, oh, he was predictable and boring. Fine. But the thing is about, I mean, I, I know that camp is a vague concept and whatever, but it, but at least it's about having fun. And but I think not the even ones, people who do camp agree on what camp is. I know, I know, I know. But I, I think the people that did the Met Gala this year better were the ones that were having fun. The ones that, you know, did something really out of the ordinary because you know last, last year the theme was the catholic church and it was like mostly you know like crosses and whatever um and this year with camp it was just kind of like you know go with a fun suit you know you don't have you don't have to wear the most outlandish suit but you know have fun have a little bit of fun and those people uh were like no i'm not gonna have fun i'd rather be boring than have fun and i think that when the theme is camp that is just it is just such a missed opportunity because you did not have to like do drag and you did not have to be femme you could just like wear a gaudy suit that you wouldn't wear to any other place RuPaul didn't do drag no she, no, he didn't and people were like how can he not do drag because, he is and exactly. he's like because he doesn't want to be in drag who gives a fuck like drag is fun I'm, I'm going to tell you what I learned years old. he doesn't want to be in high heels he's more than 60 yeah and I'm going to tell you what I learned about drag. It's fucking uncomfortable. And I was it like, is. and I was actually quite comfortable because I used my own hair, which was nice because it was it kept breathing. It was like, yeah. But people who were wearing the wigs, you they did were just not like have a stanky wig. Yeah, they were scratching underneath, and the, yeah. the groom and the groom. Yeah. The, the no, groom drag, drag is. I mean, my my respects to people who do drag and oh my like, God, yes. and like these women, like models and everything that get you know dressed up in high heel and cinch the waist and everything oh, it's God, not yes. no. you know it's not a walk in the park it's not it's not anywho um, it was, it so uh, before we, we continue uh, people I'd just like to remind you we are on social media we're on Twitter, Twitter we're on Facebook Facebook Instagram I might, I'm gonna open up an Instagram because I think yeah. it, it it would be good for our brand brand and I also opened up a Patreon there's nothing there now but if you wanna like throw us a couple of dollars there we're on Patreon but you don't have to. And if you do, you can, like, send suggestions for themes. Right now, send we're not promising yeah. anything, but, you know, later we might. Right um, now, we're just, we're just happy that you sent us a little message telling us you, you listen and you enjoy it. And that's it. Because we're having so much fun doing this. And we just hope that more people can have fun with what we do. Because it, it's been so much fun. For me, at least. Yes. For me, too. So, anyway, let's get this show on the road. Today's Mexican stereotype, it is something... We're currently steeping in. We're currently uh, breathing in. And I'm not saying that just because you 
You turned on a cigarette the moment I started talking. You've started alienating my listeners now. Why? Uh, yeah, we're talking about pollution. pollution. Yeah. Uh, so, as you may or may not know, Mexico City is now besieged by clouds and clouds of uh, air pollution because of a combination of terrible, terrible factors. The first of which would be environmental, uh, not environmental, but like weather related, yes. which is the fact that we're not getting any rain. Not that we should. People are like, but where is the rain? It's like, it never rains in, in May. Like, you get the occasional. Yeah, but what's the point of global warming if we don't get? No, true, but and it is warm. It is very warm. It is very warm. You have to know that the hot months in Mexico City are not the summer because we get such nice rain that it's actually quite cool. But. Um, Spring. Yeah, like. March, April, and May are the hottest months by far, sometimes June. And the thing right now with the, with the temperature being what it is and the air condition being what it is, is that you're supposed to keep your windows closed to keep... I don't like. I don't understand how that keeps the pollution outside. It doesn't. It's not like we're insulated in an apartment, but you're supposed to keep your windows closed in order to not constantly be breathing in clouds of CO2 and other toxic... Uh, chemicals. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really. It doesn't really make sense to me either because it's like, but where, where does this air come from? The air we're breathing right exactly. now. Where does it even come? It comes from the. Do you have a filter by your window? No, no, it do, no I don't. don't. I haven't had it installed yet. But uh, no, the thing is, uh, it they do give you know they issue these warnings of do not exercise outside, and you know, I'm going to tell you this, and even the, and I'm a smoker. So I should be used to this, but it's a whole different thing. It has a different feel to it. I swear to God, like if I'm walking yeah. down the street, I feel short of breath in a way that I normally wouldn't feel short of breath. Like yeah. And for me, uh, last uh, Saturday, a friend had his birthday at his um, terrace yeah. uh, roof garden yeah. thing party. We had a country boil with uh, seafood and potatoes and some sausages and it was it was fun it was nice it was amazing but uh after a couple of hours outside i just had this horrible headache yeah this horrible headache i actually had to do a show after that uh after that thing and literally when i arrived at the place where i was gonna do the show I threw up. No, no, it's, it was, it's no. terrible. And it's really depressing to look out the window and to see that there's just this gray. huge layer of grey that doesn't let you see the buildings that normally you would see. And it's yeah. you know, it's quite alarming, really. And we had also, like, a forest fire. We had many, actually. Many, Here's yeah. the thing. Uh, this Friday, not... Yeah, like, last Friday, I was at work. I'm a teacher. And where I teach, the biggest fire of that weekend happened, a, you know, a kilometre away from where I work. So you can actually see this humongous plume of smoke. And it's this kind of smoke that you could tell something is burning really, really strongly because it's making mushroom clouds. It was making these billowing mushroom clouds of black, thick smoke. And I was just looking out the window and we were in the middle of a teacher meeting. And if there's something you never interrupt, is a teacher meeting. So I was like, should we do something? That fire <laughs> is not going anywhere. Like, if there's a lot of smoke. And the, the principal was like, look, are you going to put it out? It's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Then you stay put and we finish the meeting. And I was like, ma'am. Please, you have to understand. And then I had to make my point. Like, you do know that it's Friday, Mother's Day, and there's a huge fire next to us. You know what's going to happen to the roads around here? They're going to yeah. be closed. Be and she was like, oh, you're right. Fine, we can go. And it was 15 minutes before the, the, the end. I wasn't not doing anything particularly important. So she was like, yeah. But... um 
and that was a big fire. And there were there were I think fifteen fires during that weekend. Yeah, and that's just here in Mexico City. The whole city smells of smoke. Yeah, yeah. It, it it the the whole city smelled like uh like you know uh when you're like stuck just smelling the smoke from like a campfire no absolutely and it was, everywhere it was yeah. so weird because i left that um saturday evening i had a i had a show at the 77 and i left here i live in the south side of the city and i left here and i got on the on the subway and here it smelled of smoke and i was like that's funny you know it's like something must be burning around here and then i yeah. got there and it smelled of smoke as well and i was like That's insane. And then I talked to a friend of mine who lives in the uh, east side of the no, sorry, west side of the city. And he was like, "It smells as well." And I was like, "Are you telling me the whole city?" Yeah, the whole city. The whole city. It was the whole city. And like city. Uh, in the morning, you could like it was like a fog, but yeah. it was like all smoke. Uh, so yeah, cities where. So Mexico, Mexico City is really famous, and the reason we chose this as a stereotype is Mexico City is really famous for having very high levels of pollution. We've also implemented some uh, rather, some people will say, very drastic uh, programs to prevent pollution, most of which revolve around preventing people from using their cars, yes. which, to my mind, is beyond stupid. Not because it's not a good idea to have people not use their cars, but because it's so, like so many things in Mexico, it's all about class and money. It is. And also, it ended up uh, not working because people just bought a second car and the second car was secondhand, so it did not even... It, it was an old engine, so it yeah. produced even more pollutants. And then people, you know, here's the thing. If you belong to a certain, like, I, w I was lucky this time because I bought my car two years ago, which, and the Mexican government will give you a two-year window during which you can use your car whenever you like. It's actually, it would just be 10 years. No, it's, it's two. Okay. You get two years and you can, like, no matter what restrictions are in place, you can drive around. And today, for example, I wouldn't have been able to take my car out except that my car still hasn't met those two years. It's like a couple of weeks from now. So I could just do it. But that's the thing. People who have money, they just keep buying cars and they just do whatever the fuck they well, want. Well, there, there is some people that say that's basically one of the reasons why that law got into place. To get more people to buy cars. To buy new cars, exactly. So if you're rich in this city, and by rich I mean you can afford an Uber, yeah. this thing is not going to affect you. Even if it's not your car that you're using, you'll be using someone else's car. Yes. So it doesn't really... I hate it. Like, I think it's Bogota in Colombia. I, I may be lying. I may, be, I may have to uh, fact check this. But I think it's Bogota in Colombia that they implemented... Do you know when we were growing up in the... Well... You were growing up in the 80s and I was in the 90s. <laughs> yes. But there used to be an, uh, uh, a restriction that... I should start a counter. At everyone, times that yeah. Luis Augusto has called me old. Oh, that's going to be a big counter. Yes. Um, but yeah, um, it used to be that it didn't matter how new your car was. The moment it got, you know, you took it out of the agency, you were assigned a color. And on the day that matches your color, you can't take that car out. It doesn't matter how new it is. It doesn't matter what it does. Yeah. And I think that's the way it should be for everyone. It doesn't matter what car you have. If it's new, if it's old, unless it's electric or, or a, a hybrid, maybe. And yeah. maybe, massive maybe there. Um You shouldn't be exempt. People shouldn't be exempt of this. But the exemption just makes people buy more cars. They make people clog the streets more. And people will just, you know, they, they will go on and on and on, you know, stimulating the economy by buying more cars. But really, the main factor that pushes people to buying a new car in this city is that restriction. 
the whole idea of, oh, my car is not going to be able to move now on Thursdays, so I'm just going to get a new one. Yes. And I'm going to sell the old one to someone who needs that car for that particular day. And you end up with families of, I, I know a friend of mine, three people in his family, six cars. Yes. Six cars. Because also the size of the city makes yeah. it necessary for you to have a car. You really cannot... I mean, public transportation here, I have to admit, uh, is quite good. Uh, subway's really good. If you're in the... In, in, in a certain area. Yeah. Totally. totally. And, and a lot of things happen outside that area now because the city has just grown so yeah. quickly. Um, but that's the other thing we need. We need better public transportation. We need... Uh, but like any city, we just need more people and to we need stop to using sacrifice, their car. Yeah, and we need to sacrifice a bit of comfort. Like, I work really far away from my home. Really far away. And yes, driving does save me two hours of commute every day. Yes. Just driving a car. I like being able to do that. And I'm so happy that I have the privilege to do that. And I'm so sad that so many people don't. But if it turned out that I had a more efficient way of getting to my work... That took a little bit longer because it should take a little bit longer. It should yeah, take not you twice three as times. Long. Yeah, like yeah, or three times. Three times yeah, and there's yeah. people that I mean, there's people that literally, uh, it's like bus, then subway, then bus, then like a short taxi. Exactly. Like, yeah, and and these are the like when subway prices or bus prices go up. These are the because you know the subway price recently went up. Uh, it used to cost two pesos. It went up to three pesos, yes. and then went up to five. five. And you might say five pesos, it's it's like a quarter. It's it's nothing, yeah. It's nothing. But literally you have people that instead of, uh, you know, the, the, the amount of money they spent on transportation per day just more than doubled. Um, and considering the salaries here in Mexico City aren't like, you know. Minimum wage is around 80 pesos. Yeah. So it's... And so it just makes it really, really, really impossible for you to have like a, a living income if you're not like... Upper middle class. Yeah. But the whole point is people. Pollution, yeah, we have pollution. But hey, what city doesn't? And the trees are always like, oh, they're cutting... Here's where I, I gain the hate of all the hippies. Because they're all like, oh, but you're cutting the trees. I'm sorry, we all went to high school. Trees absorb carbon dioxide... But they don't absorb that much. Like, it's not... Yeah, like... but still, don't cut the fucking trees. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, I wouldn't support you if they were cutting trees for anything other than, you know, they're covering up my sign at the Peugeot. Yeah. I, I want to create I wanna create a, a, a plaza that's going to then fall down in a couple of years. Um, what else did they cut trees down for? I mean... Rose. Leave, leave the... Yeah, leave the fucking trees alone. No, you know what? I'm going to disagree with you. Here's the thing. Next to my parents' house, there's this avenue. Yeah. And this avenue is always clogged with traffic. Yeah. Every, like, every hour of the day, clogged with traffic. And there is a massive division between the two, yeah. the two lanes, the, you know, outgoing and in- incoming. Yeah. And... That massive division, it's it's got trees in it. Yes. It's got specifically pine trees, which generate practically zero oxygen. Mm-hmm. Pine trees are designed to be. But very they cool. create shade. They lower the temperature. Fuck that! I think they. I, and I started this petition, mm-hmm. and I went to the city council. One of the few times that I've gone to the city council and said, "I need. I think we need to cut these trees and create a new lane because no. because no, no. because hear me out because if we have three lanes." Then traffic is reduced massively yeah. because it's two lanes, but not really. Science, science says you're wrong. 
Science says that if you create another lane, you're just gonna have more cars to fill that lane. You're gonna have you're gonna have more tra- you're gonna have the same amount of traffic. So people are gonna buy because, cars because, to fill that lane. No, 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 that that avenue is gonna be, become bigger. Yes. So cars that wouldn't use that avenue before because it was uh, not ideal were, would now go there. Yeah, but okay. now they're not using other avenues. I mean, it's not like cars are multiplying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not. No, I mean, people are still. I mean. People are, are buying more cars. Yes, they that, are. That's but a fact. It's not because of we have. It's, it's yeah. No. Uh, I mean, literally, what's going to happen? You're going to have the same amount of traffic and no trees. I don't know. Yes, it is, it is. I mean, we we have more people in Mexico City every day. We have more cars being sold in Mexico. City. I mean, literally, you're going to get rid of trees. Yeah, they don't create that much oxygen, but they do create shade. They're have you seen another city with as many trees as Mexico City has? I've never seen. I mean, no, because we have Chapultepec Park, which is no, and also massive. like regular streets. Like, oh, yeah, and I think that's like good. I think we should have more trees. Like, like if it were for me, I would start taking like space out of lanes. Like, I would literally make it so that it would be uncomfortable for people to take their car. You know what? No, fuck trees. I would get rid of all of them. Yes. Seriously, like the, the the urban trees that are doing nothing, pretty much. They just what, are, what do you mean they're doing nothing? And I would create efficient public transportation lanes. But you don't need to get rid of trees to make efficient public transportation lanes. So, in, in some parts of the city, you do because some of the, some parts of the city. I mean, were honestly, so poor. what I'm yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is, I would keep the trees and just make a lot of streets unaccessible to public tra- to public traffic. That I'm going to go against people with cars, not trees. <laughs> you hate people with cars. I don't hate people with cars. I have a car. Uh, <gasps> yes, yes, you do. I do have a car. It's one of those old cars that can circulate like two Saturdays out of every month. It's fine. I like it. Um, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Anyway, anyway we've been talking this for this one for a while. Let's the political get... talking points with Luis Augusto and Martin León. Yes. Yeah, this will now be a debate podcast. Yeah, no, I'm really, I'm really gaining some enemies by saying fuck trees. But you know what? I've got my. Reasons. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm completely against the idea. But I mean, fair I guess enough. there's, there's, may, there may be some merit. It's fair to uh, accelerate the demise of. My Mankind. Anyway, what are we talking about today? <laughs> today we're talking about today we end our telenovela trilogy uh, by talking about uh, something like it comes from telenovelas, but it's sort of like a parody of the telenovela by being too much a telenovela. We're talking about La Rosa de Guadalupe, the Rose of Guadalupe. 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 Okay, what is La Rosa de Guadalupe? Funny you should ask. Um, Please tell us, Martin. We're dying to know. La Rosa de Guadalupe is a show by Televisa. Uh, several directors, several people. I don't know exactly how long it's been running. I feel like it's been running my entire life. It's been forever. Uh, but La Rosa de Guadalupe, it, it, it's, it's a show that uh, came... There were a lot of shows that came up with like a very specific concept. Um, cada quien su santo, each to, to each their own saint, for example, is every, every episode, uh, a story of a saint from Catholic, uh, folklore would, uh, do, do a miracle of some sorts. Uh, cada quien, uh, como dice el dicho, like the, as the saying goes, uh, it's a show that every day they have like a saying. At this point, they're stretching the definition oh, of yes. saying really far in order to keep on making new, new, new episodes. But like they have a saying and then they make like, I think I'm an hour-long episode of that thing, yeah. which is uh, boring and badly acted. Moralizing. And moralizing. Uh, this whole thing started, I believe, or at least the trope became codified, to use some language from TV tropes. The trope codified for this has to be a program called Mujer, Casos de la Vida Real. Totally. Or Woman, 
true life stories. Yes. And it's um, Silvia Pinal was the conductor of the. Is, Silvia is, Pinal is yeah. one of our more most famous and. Well, well-known actresses. Very respected. She's yeah, a very she's respected. she's been in all kinds of movies from Good Ones to Bad Ones. She's got and this kind of wholesome uh, image, like she's not really a scandalous yeah. kind of person. And she's, she's white. And she's, <laughs> she's also white and blonde. Um, and but so yeah, so, the, so in, this, in, this, in this show what she did was she would take stories from women that would send in their stories and then they would like act them out. And so La Rosa Guadalupe, what it did, it, here in Mexico we have, we're Catholic, as we talked about before. And there's a cult around La Virgen de Guadalupe. La Virgen de Guadalupe, uh, there's a lot of uh, theories as to where she's from, but basically she is Jesus's mother, but she's now brown-skinned to... Uh, she is, right? What do you mean? What yeah, fuckery is this? Because she appeared yeah. to a native man uh, named Juan Diego. Jesus' mother was Middle Eastern, so she would have been brown-skinned to begin with. Well, the whole yeah. Renaissance disagrees with Yeah, her. she was like, oh, no, she's Caucasian. Yeah, turns she out. she has really beautiful blue eyes. Really beautiful she's blue eyes. six foot tall and, yeah, yeah. and a Victorian model. So anyway, so uh, legend, 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 Virgen de appears. She is now the mother of basically Latin America, but also the mother of Mexico. She would be what we would we would consider the patron saint of Mexico. So yes. she's like Catholics, although they go on about this whole one true God thing. They're not really into the whole one true no. God thing. They're, they've got quite a pantheon yes. of, <clears throat> of deities that a they. Lot of, uh, 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 a thing for each saint and a saint for yeah, It's pretty saint. much Greek mythology and without the gay sex. And, <laughs> uh, which, you know, yeah. I mean... Greek mythology, but Who boring. hasn't written... You, surely you must have written some fanfic between St. Thomas Aquinas no, and... the Catholic <laughs> canon is not one of my fandoms. I don't write fanfic on that fandom. Oh my God, I should stop <laughs> doing it just to piss people off. I would love it. It's like, oh, St. No, Thomas, Saint Sebastian. how bright does thy halo shine today? Do you need help polishing thy halo? And uh, then, wow. you know, <laughs> say, I don't know, Saint uh, Judas Tadius would go like, oh, please polish my halo because it is rusty. You mean it is rusty? Let us pray together. Oh, my goodness. Polish my hello is like the worst kind of double entendre. My goodness, how long is thy crucifix? You know, that kind of thing. I would would do that just to piss people off. Anyway, um, so we're going to go to her cult, her... Followers, followers. I mean, there's there's a Virgen Guadalupe at Saint Patrick's Saint Patrick's Cathedral in New York City, and Notre Dame, and a lot yeah, of a lot she's of everywhere. yeah, she's everywhere. She's, she's a lot of the place. And what you know, it's kind of putting these two things together. Mujer Casos de la Vida Real is the concept is a self-contained telenovela within one episode, a yes. whole arc, one episode. So obviously things will move surprisingly fast, which still not fast enough because still Mexico. But you know, and it, they would still they will still explain to you what's happening with each line of dialogue. Absolutely. Um, but then you have it's basically if you want to watch a telenovela. And you can't be bothered watching a hundred episodes of it. Just watch La Rosa de Guadalupe. And it's always the same format. You get the person who has a problem. She, he or she runs into the situation, usually because of carelessness or sometimes because of utter faithlessness or just, you know, a, a vice of some kind. Yeah. And she runs into the, he or she runs into the situation and um, the situation escalates to the point where the person becomes desperate and either the person or someone close to the person bends down 
on their knees and they pray to the Virgin of Guadalupe for her to help them solve this terrible problem. And the Virgin of Guadalupe grants them a boon. I love yes. that word. I love yes. saying the and word. And it's always... It, it, by this point, that is actually even a joke among people. Uh, there's always the, the Virgin sends a white rose and there's like a little wind that ah, goes through the sun. No, heavenly light falling into yes. yeah. And she um she basically drops this flower. You know the virgin, she's dropping flowers everywhere. She's just yeah. basic, basically a pigeon. Well, exactly. Oh, and yeah. every single episode is the same. Like we have to stretch, you know, like just say that. Every single episode is character has a problem. Yes. Uh, you know, problem escalates as you said and then Uh, when things seem the most dire, uh, someone prays to the Virgin. It doesn't have to be the person with the problem. It could be like the mom or, you know, the grandmother or someone. And so the Virgin does something to to fix the problem. Uh, thus, you know, showing, teaching a lot of Mexicans that, you know, praying will fix your problem. Essentially, yes. it's uh, It's been heavily criticized, and I can see why, because it's pretty much a religious pamphlet It in is. multimedia form. It, so is. It's, it is, very much. It's, It is, yeah. and, in, and in public television, like public access, this is supposed to be, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Laicism? Uh, that's the word I was looking for. It's supposed to be non-religious. It's supposed to be, and, and this is very much a Catholic um, pandering and, you know, it's saying, oh, by the way, uh, because it is, this is another thing that pisses me off about the Virgin Guadalupe, because it's not, People say, like, it's harmless, it's just, you know, these fantasy stories. But it is not above blatantly lying to the people watching about the dangers of the things that it's talking about. True. There's several episodes. I mean, you just go into YouTube, just look La Rosa Guadalupe. But there are some, there's some classics. You uh, brushed up on a few of them. I did. Before, before, before yes. today's episode. So let's start with you. Which one do you want to talk about okay. first? Okay, um, so basically, I had seen a few episodes of La Rosa Guadalupe. I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. As you say, yes, I, I of course, I am a firm believer in the separation of church and state and keeping religion, any religion, out of anything paid for by the government. That said, Rosa de Guadalupe is not really doing anything wrong in my book because it is paid by a private company that is receiving no money from the government unless it's advertising money. That might be a bit problematic. You think Televisa doesn't receive government money? Not officially. I mean, everyone, no, come on. Every, if, I, if I have to be honest, I think most of the time it's Televisa giving money to the government. I mean, there is a lovely symbiotic relationship. There is there. a lovely symbiotic relationship. Even in, you know, selling to the masses the idea of praise and your problems will Absolutely. go Absolutely. But I will say this. I mean, um, the Mexican government hasn't done a lot of things well. One of the things I believe we've done better than most countries is our absolute separation of church and state. There is There are no religious symbols in government buildings. There are There is no no, no allusions to God. There is no in God we trust. I'm going to no, put a pin on that because there's a nun on our 200 peso bill. <laughs> yes, but she's not there because she was a nun. She's, but she wouldn't be a nun. Uh, in, anyway, she's there because she's. I'm going to put a pin on that okay, and fine. come back to La Rosa Lupa. So, the which episode? Is, uh, I I like how Rosa de Guadalupe writers are clearly trying to remain as current as possible by remaining as you know as as uncurrent as 
yeah. it's possible. They take the most current topic and then just uh, filter it through a telenovela, you know. And you can tell they, they don't even get it. That's the thing. They don't even get it, and that's what I really like about this. So I've chosen three episodes that I'm going to talk about really quickly each, um, because they all respond to the current meme or the current uh, thing that people are talking about. So I'm going to start with uh, one co- uh, focused on Pokemon Go. As you might recall, Pokemon yes. Go came out in 2016. Massive hit. A lot of people still play it, although less than... than and of course, uh, social media, because of course, when something becomes popular among any group, especially uh, younger people... Uh, the response of social media, especially older people in social media, is this must be the devil's work. It is the devil's work. It yeah. must be the devil's work and it must be bad for everyone and everything involved. And this happens everywhere, by the way. Like, I remember yeah, when, totally. Pokemon, when Pokemon Go was launched, there were the stories of some people drove off a cliff. There was a girl who to... actually found a dead body thanks to Pokemon Go. No, yeah, but, yes, but that's a good thing, not a bad thing. We're talking about, I mean, not a good thing for her, obviously. Exactly. <laughs> You were looking for a monster. Well, you know what's the worst thing about that story? She caught him. No, no, she no, was no, like no, she no, kept no, him. No, 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 no. Like the dead, but like it was only a pidgey. Like if you're gonna be traumatized <laughs> for life, it, you know, at least something like rare. Yeah, a ghost type. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. It, this happens all the time. But the thing is that when Pokemon Go comes out, people are like, all these children running around the street, interacting with one another and taking in the fresh air. That's not right. They have to stay put. So they produce this episode that is about this app called Monster Ball Go because... Yes. Trademark. Because you can't, uh, yeah. I don't rights. think Nintendo was too eager to produce it. With I would have liked that phone call. It's like, hello, yes, this is Televisa. Listen, but, we've got a pitch. <laughs> it's just, but knowing Televisa people and knowing how you know um, stuck in the past they are, they would probably uh, talk uh, to Nintendo, like Nintendo Mexico, and be like. Uh, konnichiwa? <laughs> konnichiwa. And start like giverage Japanese with the person on the phone and be like, what are you doing? This what is Mexico. What is this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. So basically, in this chapter, here are my notes here. Um, we have uh, a bunch of children, obviously, running around parks and avenues in the dead of night, trying, you know, obsessed with catching these virtual monster of things. Um, or, of course, with very little regard for their own life. Um, a group of friends, a particular group of friends, they are the protagonists of the story. You know, they they can have they can't have more tragedy happen to them in the, in the course of an hour because one of them is run over. Of course, another one breaks into a house, and another one is kidnapped. Well, the one that breaks into a house, uh, if I I, I I didn't watch the episode, but I, I heard he got shot. He gets shot at. But he's, he doesn't get killed. Okay. Yeah. This is, people, this is a, a weird thing to happen in Mexico because most people in Mexico don't have guns. True, but still. Again, this is, the thing with Televisa and La Rosa Lupe is like it is very is... not much, it's just, let's lie to people. Yeah, I like And pretend we're is, not lying to people. This is what offends you. It's like, but people in Mexico have no guns. No, no, no. I'm, li- I'm, I'm pissed off about the lying and I will, yeah. I will talk about that more in another thing, True. episode of La Rosa, but anyway. So... Once a shot, the other one gets kidnapped. Kidnapped, yes. The and worst it, thing that could happen. It, and you know, then one of them desperately goes like, "Ah, oh, but Virgin, please help us all!" And uh, the, the Virgin kind of helps them overcome their addiction to Pokemon Go. So, so the Virgin does not like save the kid that's being kidnapped. The Virgin provides a Mewtwo 
And then because they have a mutant, <laughs> then they can, they can stop. They can stop playing. Please tell so, me that's true. No, it's not. Oh. It really isn't, unfortunately. And that the Mexican version of Mewtwo, everyone it's called like knows, Gatito Dos. Everyone knows the Virgin doesn't play with psychic types because psychic, <laughs> psychic types are cheap. Of course. She has a balanced team yes. of a water, ghost, dark, steel, oh electric... In- it, and normal I love, and DeviantArt and Tumblr uh, now there's this thing where they, they will take characters from several series and they will like pair them with different Pokemon like this will be their Pokemon Pokemon team right so we should do that with like the Catholic uh, canon like the, the Virgin Jesus Jesus would only have Mew like my god um, you know the Holy Father the ghost only ghost types. <laughs> the only whole, ghost types the for the Holy Ghost <laughs> it's just like yeah so anyway, so what does the virgin do? The virgin basically helps them overcome this addiction, and they live happily ever after, except because, the guy who got killed. Um, because just, that's all you need to overcome addiction. Yeah. Prayer. Yes. Um, there's another one that I uh, want to talk about, which is, I, 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 this was my favorite. Please, stop, stop, stop. Like, if you, would ha- if you had to choose one scene of that episode to show to someone, just to be like, this is the worst scene of that episode. Well, in the worst, the funniest. Which scene would it be? I like all the scenes where they show the before. I like the scenes where they show the people possessed by these sins because the dialogue between them is so brilliant. They're like, you know, because you can tell that the writers, even though probably the kid, because they're, 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 these are teenagers acting, uh, they, they probably knew what they were doing because they, they probably had Pokemon Go themselves. Yeah. But the, the writers were like, okay, so it has to be clear for everyone what they're doing. So they're walking around the park at night and they're doing like, oh, it is very important that we go to that building to catch this particular moment monster because if we don't do this then we will not have it and not having it is an option that i would rather not explore like they i have another question yes <laughs> i could work here i could work for televisa like that'd be great you should, you I'd should. Be great um, at it. yeah how accurate is the cell phone usage in this episode pretty accurate i'll have okay. to say pretty accurate okay. yeah it's okay. like I mean, they're, they're, they're doing things with it, and they're moving, and they... I mean, you can tell... It's not like one of those where they're just, like, going, like, in the phone, like... No, 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 no. Okay. It's, it's pretty accurate. So, next episode. Next episode is... Uh, <laughs> this is... Okay, I'm going to go with my second favorite so that we save the best for last. This is one where... Um, a group of three boys, three teenage boys, uh, they're hanging around in their school, you know, the, the uniform and the little sweater vests and so on. They hang around and they're like, it is so fortunate. They, this is the actual dialogue. It is so fortunate that our parents have these very demanding jobs because, oh, and there's the physics teacher who gives them a lot of homework. It's like, it is also fortunate that she gives us so much homework because we can tell our parents that we're going into our bedrooms to do our physics homework when in fact, we're just playing online video games. And then the other kid says, yeah. or we can also do the other thing. And they literally <laughs> say the other thing. And then you see the, the th- other thing is meth. Yeah. <laughs> you see the three kids go into the bedroom of one of the kids and they are like, oh, finally, we have finished the physics homework. Does anyone here want to play an online video game? And one of them goes, no, we should instead watch some pornography. And they go, and they literally, I have it written here. They literally go. I love that. I love when I told my friends, let's watch some pornography. Pornography. And they go, pornography. And they go, yay. And they start chanting, porno, porno, porno. Now, disclaimer. Disclaimer. 
far be it from me to know what a normal childhood looks like, because I don't know. But I am skeptical about kids chanting porno before watching porno together. You, never, you never had that in your school? No. Like, were you, just, you were just in class no. and all of a sudden you heard like a, a chant from no, far away? Porno. No, porno. I don't. Well, yeah, I suppose my PE teacher was. So they're that. so happy watching the porno. <laughs> and then uh, they uh, they uh, they catch some ransomware virus where someone is basically saying, uh, give us 10,000 pesos or we will tell people that you've been watching pornography and whatever. And the boys were like, no, no, no. We will instead take the cables from the computer so that nobody can see the computer. But then they find them on their phones and they're all like, oh, no, what are we going to do? So one of them steals a credit card from their mother to pay the 10,000 pesos. And it just spins out of control. All because they had to watch the porno. They just need... And together, which is something that mystifies me because guess what? It's a sad, sad thing when the kids in La Rosa de Guadalupe have a more interesting teenage yeah. period than I did. Exactly. Because I know, nobody ever asked me to watch porno with me. Like I, it would have been fun. Nobody wanted. Like nobody wanted when I was. This is not a something I'm, I'm proud about at all. Oh, there it comes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tell okay. us, Martin. Did you have an place. anime club uh, growing up? Porno, porno. <laughs> so uh, we had uh, the one girl in. Well, we had two, uh, and they were the president of the anime club and the treasurer. Oh um, my goodness! Bureaucratic geeks, weren't you? Yes. Yes, and well, one day they neither of the girls could go watch uh, anime at the house we were watching anime in. So one of the guys was like, "What if we watch?" Hentai. Oh my goodness. And then everyone in the room started going, Hentai, Hentai. If you don't know, Hentai is Japanese for pervert and it's basically animated porn. Drawn pornography. Drawn pornography. And of course, it was drawn straight pornography because I was surrounded by straight people and at that time I hadn't come out of the closet to any of them. So I ended up watching this really weird sci fi anime porn uh, where one of the girls like ended up being an alien so she, like, she would eat people through her boobs. Um, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A classic. And I was, like, surrounded by these... And, like, you know, we were, like, I think four or five guys there. And I had no... Like, no one, no one, no one, no one in that room had any idea of how to react to anything on the screen. Because I think, you know, if they had been alone, they would have been more, you know, comfortable to do what they would have done, whatever, with a woman eats you with their boobs. That's the reason why I never watched pornography with anyone because I was like, that can't, that must be really awkward. Like, yeah, are we no, supposed to like? Don't, stop. Are we supposed to touch each what other? Are you doing? Like, what are I we mean, doing? you're watching with a you know partner, maybe, but I don't with know. a partner, with a partner or several partners, you yeah. know. So that's what happens with, to your, these with kids. your five friends from the anime club. None of them were particularly my type either. But anyway. Um, they they get really you know they they overcome their addiction to pornography and they thanks know, to the virgin thanks to the virgin the virgin uh, who, who prays to the virgin is it one of them or is it their mom? it's one of them it's one of okay. them and, and but like does he uh, does, like does he pray for all of them and they all overcome the addiction well the thing is first uh, does well, one of them die of nobody syphilis? dies nobody dies of syphilis of because they, they weren't touching each other that would have been more super AIDS but I like how my favorite thing is just how distant the writers are like it's everyone has heard that stupid thing of write what you know but these people don't give a fuck they're like I don't know I don't care and, and they have like a new episode each week I think yes yes I mean like so it, and they write and it reruns like, every day and they, and they rewrite it like I mean not rewrite they write the episode like 
with a week in advance. They, they don't. They don't particularly. It's not like they're doing a lot of research in order to come up with a good, you know, factual episode. Okay, so what's the third episode? Okay, so honorable mentions. One of them focuses on drinking through your eyelids, uh, which was oh, yeah, you remember, may recall. I remember yeah. that WhatsApp uh, chain message. And some of them involved vodka tampons. Again, a classic. Yes, I have I heard of that. I mean, both. I've heard of that. Yes, of course. You <laughs> but I am going to talk about one called... Just one thing. Recommendation? Raspberry. Okay. Vodka. I've got some right here. <laughs> do you have a tampon? I do not. <laughs> we can fashion one from serviettes. Like, well, I'm, thank God, because I'm too sober. Think of me as an alcoholic gay MacGyver. And I can just like, <laughs> I can just make it work. I'll just make it work. Okay. Uh, my favorite is titled Love Explosion Estallido de Amor. Tamil and it's Mumbai. about a girl who gets uh, basically, uh, I don't know, like a knockoff mobile like phone. Like a Chinese yeah, mobile phone. Yeah, a Chinese knockoff. mobile phone. Uh, and this is why you don't buy the knockoff phones, people, exactly. because what happens? This, well, this obviously came out during the scare of the Samsung Note 7, which was apparently exploding in people's pants. Yes. Much like myself. <laughs> <laughs> and... I know what clip we're using to I, the show. <laughs> well, you know, why didn't Samsung, why didn't Samsung take advantage of that? Because people were losing... They were skin. They were losing skin. But anyway, um, she buys this phone and she spends two hours on the phone. A girl spending two hours on the phone. The depravity. And when she hangs up, because it's when she hangs up, she's holding the phone and the phone explodes in her hand and she loses her fingers from her left hand. And it's a very tragic thing where she's like writhing in pain. There's blood everywhere. And she goes, she goes to the hospital. Question. Yeah. Uh, when, like... Before the phone explodes, yes. does anyone warn her? Like, they tell her, like, your phone shouldn't be... Of course, yeah. They're like, oh, but where did you get that phone? It's so cheap. And, you know, yeah, it's obviously there's the message of you have to be careful with it. Phones are the devil, basically. And she's taken to hospital. And her mother is in the waiting room. She's like, my daughter, is she going to be okay? And the doctor goes, no. She's going to lose her fingers. And I was like, worst doctor ever. Like, you have to start with, yes, she will. She just she just won't be able to high-five with as much noise anymore. You know, it's just her fives, are, her high-fives are going to lose some resonance, you know. Exactly. But, like, she's okay. But she's on her left hand. On her left hand. I'm sure she was right-handed. Absolutely. And, uh, or maybe she was, like, I hold my phone with my left hand, actually. Oh. I'm, I'm right-handed. I use, I use a hands-free no, I'm okay. not bothered to use. If it blows up, I'll just lose my balls. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's fine on the bottom. And the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doctor's gonna go, ma'am. Your son's gonna be just fine. He's just. If anything, we did him a favor. <laughs> he just asked us so, to. Yeah. But but I do love that because I did see this scene with you. Is that uh, they're like they start saying like we tried to like save the hand with this like medical procedure. We tried to reconstruct the fingers. Yeah. and I'm like that. That's like not in the public health system in Mexico. You didn't. Yeah, no. You just like stared at the stump for like a while going well some alcohol maybe <laughs> you have some alcohol? some raspberry vodka have yeah. you got any tampons <laughs> so they fix her up she's walking around you know with this very conspicuous looking thing on her hand like yeah. you know which doesn't let you see that she cleans yeah. her fingers and then she has this boyfriend and her boyfriend breaks up with her because she doesn't know how to treat her now that she has lost her fingers which 
leads me to believe that her fingers were actually very important to the sexual aspect of their relationship. You never know. Maybe she was just really good at, like, stroking his hair. You can no longer give me hand jobs. <laughs> she was left-handed. <laughs> yeah, she was left-handed for that. It threw the balance off. Well, you, you, it was <laughs> She was just like, are you trying to serve ketchup here? What are you doing? It's just, he was very, he was very distraught by that. Yes. And yes. he breaks up with her and she's heartbroken. And she starts dating this other guy who doesn't have a problem with her fingers, but she's only doing it to make him love her again. Yeah, to make, him, then, to make the first guy jealous. Yes. And eventually. she's a really bad girl. He prays to the virgin that the boyfriend, that the old boyfriend prays to the virgin. Yeah. And the virgin basically tells him, stop being a cunt. She's lost her fingers. It's fine. You can do a lot with exactly. a stump. Like a stump. You're like, stuff. thank, thank. Some people will pay. Some people will pay for a stump. You're she was going to say, thank God, but then she thought about it. Thank me. Thank me. Yeah. <laughs> that her phone was like, it wasn't near her mouth when it exploded. Exactly. <laughs> I know. So anyway, she is, um, she's reunited with her boyfriend and they swear eternal love to each other. They're 14 years old. Like you never girl, swore eternal girl, love when you I were mean, 14. I mean, yeah, but he was Tiger from Thunder. Cats. Actually, no, but 14, it was Iki from uh, the Saint Seiya. No, who was I crushing on? You're a 14? complex little homosexual, aren't you? I, I was, yes. I, let's say that. Let's go for that. Complex. Yes. I like that word. My therapist at this, the time did not use the word complex. He used the word Devil. why. <laughs> why would you? Exactly. So that was my favorite. It's your turn. Uh, again, I have an issue with Lara Solo because on the, on the one hand, it's like funny and you look at it, it's ha ha ha. It's campy. You get to see it and be like, this is so ridiculous. On the other hand, it again, blatantly lies to people. And these are my two episodes. They're kind of old episodes. One of them, they did an episode on, remember when Farmville was a thing? Oh, yes. You know, remember? We played it on our stone tablets you next did. to Fred Flintstone. Yeah. Um, okay. Tell so, us, Grandpa. You have <laughs> such great stories. <laughs> So, uh, Farm Bill was a thing when, and one of those, uh, and I did, I did play a little bit of, of Farm Bill and Cafe World when, when, when that thing came out. So, of course. In fact, listeners, when Martin Leon played Farm Bill, it was called Agriculture and it was in Babylon. <laughs> we had just invented it. It was old rage. <laughs> Are you saying we don't have to be nomads no more? And Martin yeah, was like, no, look, no, have, no. have some wheat. We invented <laughs> agriculture and homosexuality the same day. Yes. We're just so happy everyone started we fucking. We just put together. <laughs> We were just fucking on heaps of barley. It was great. Yes, yes, it was just. It was exfoliating. It was, just, it was just really, really, really unfortunate. We didn't invent Louvre until a couple of decades later. But well, it was a rough time. <laughs> it was a while before Athena blessed us with with olive oil. Yes, but um, anyway, so Farmville um, actually met one of the girls that acted in this episode. Um, she, she, when I was in production, I, I, I met her. But anyway. Uh, so in this episode, this girl, uh, she has a mom, she, she has a single mom, and her mom works a lot, she, so she spends a lot of time on the computer, and you see the back end of Farmville, and it turns out Farmville is made by three people, only three people, like two hot guys, no, two hot girls and one hot guy, and they're responsible for the entirety of Farmville, okay? And their evil plan is to get kids addicted to Farmville, so they will steal the credit card from their parents, and then spend money on Farmville. So far, truth in television. Uh, what do you mean truth in television? It's true. No, what they did is they got adults 
addicted oh, to right. Bundle, okay, who used fine. their yeah. own credit cards. Oh, and it was not made by three people. It was, and it wasn't this evil plan. It was just everything, you know, just, you know, it was like, this is what we're going to do. This is gonna, how we're going to make money. It was money kind of evil. Game. It was kind of evil. It was, and, it, and now it's going, like, And it was created Like, to video be. games nowadays, thanks to that thing of free-to-play are just a barren wasteland. Thank you. But, um, but what I love about this episode is, like, the three of them discuss their evil plan like they each of them explain to each other like this is what we're doing remember <laughs> like we've been planning this for a while now but I think I should do a recap for y'all and then after they they, they do their evil plan the two girls high five each other <laughs> like saying like ha 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 we're so evil and I'm like what what are you doing they can do Stop. it because they have all their fingers you see Which, the other you know, girl would well, have you know, the, yeah. that's what you get when you're evil yeah. an actual good brand phone yes and that doesn't explode next to your face uh, and that's why you're a hot girl and not some 14 year old and your friend was one of the evil women. no my, my she was my friend she was a, a girl actress I met on, on a movie and she was the girl that ended up getting because addi- she gets addicted to Farmville because one of her friends has a farm that's way larger than hers so in order to oh, uh, the old farm <laughs> the old Old farm envy. I have observed this phenomenon all so the time. She steals her mom's credit card uh, to, and then you know, praise to the virgin, things get fixed. Anyway, but the one episode that really got me going, like, I'm sorry, because you know, I have this theory. I think the writers are aware of how ridiculous this is. They must be right. They must be. They must be thinking, like, how do we make this? Like, even more... Because, you know, it it makes it memeable. It makes it viral. It's like, look at this dumb shit we're doing. Absolutely. Okay, so, there's an episode on pot. Have you seen it? Have I seen pot? Yes, sometimes when I go to not parties. Not potted plants. No, like, episode on wheat. I have not seen okay. it. Okay. This is one of the first ones that got, like, you know, like, media attention. He's like, ooh, weed, whatever. And, okay, first thing that happens... Um, so, this girl... Uh, you see first a flashback to the mom. So the mom is pregnant and two uh, guys, uh, two builder guys, uh, like invite her to do pot with them. So they do pot. So she does pot with these two Whilst girls. pregnant. Whilst pregnant, of course. So uh, this means, of course, that the girl is addicted to pot upon being born. <laughs> uh, that happened to me and Dick. <laughs> my mum must have done a shitload of dick finally an answer finally I can blame someone so it turns out my mum uh, had thundercats while pregnant yes <laughs> next time my mum is like I'm not comfortable with the gay thing well were you comfortable with the dick because clearly you had a lot of it while you were pregnant uh, anyway um, so so they discover she's addicted to pot I forget exactly how but they go to the doctor she's like oh no what's happening like her daughter is addicted to pot but she's when I say addicted I don't mean like she's like I mean I mean she is violently addicted to pot (laughs) and then the doctor when they go to the doctor the doctor's like okay uh, your daughter's addicted to pot because either you or your husband smoked while you were pregnant or your husband yeah that 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 um that or your husband biology be damned well you know that was a a nice wave you know he didn't want to blame her outright so she was like look (laughs) maybe which of you has been pregnant (laughs) 
Which of you has been pregnant? It's a crazy new world. Maybe you're both women. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, so what they do this test where uh, they get like some pot and they like waft it in front of the girl and the girl's like, I don't care. So then they start to pull the the little blunt away and the girl goes crazy like, no, give it to me, give it to me. And she just becomes violent. Like, give me the pot. And it's like, the pot doesn't do that to you, honey. Like, <laughs> well, the dick does. I mean, give it to I must I've, have. I've been in that situation. Yes, well, I mean, you know, if they waft it in front of your nose, the worst thing they can do to you afterwards uh, is take it away. I know. Anyway, so then. Gives another meaning to the phrase pass the blunt. But so the mother has, you know, she goes through this horrible because she realizes that I've because ruined, she smoked yeah. pot, she ruined her daughter. So she prays really hard to the Virgin of Guadalupe. So the Virgin of Guadalupe uh, cures her daughter from the pot addiction. So the next time they do a test and they pass, you know, they have blunts everywhere. Apparently they have like every drawer in Mexican, Mexican household is like a blunt and some poison. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, call back to previous episode. It is the telenovela trilogy. Yes. Uh, so uh, they they wafted in front of her, and she's like, "What's this? I don't like that smell. I don't like it. Just take it away." So she's cured. And you know, again, funny. Yes, comedy. You know, as far as comedy goes, it is quite the funny episode. Like funny. But on the other hand, these are just blatant lies. Yes. This is telling people, and you know, and I would like to think more. Most people are, you know. Not naive enough to believe this shit, but but I know the average Mexican viewer. I don't know them. I have a horrible stereotype about the average Mexican viewer. It's a good thing that you realize. <laughs> Maybe we can pray to the Virgin to cure you from your bias. Yeah, but, but a white one, please. Yes. <laughs> Is there like an Italian virgin? There's, there's, yeah. Or like, or like, like maybe Yenta. like a Scottish virgin? Oh, that'd be great. It's like, fuck off. Stop fucking around with all this marijuana. Oh my God. I'm going to throttle you to within an inch of your fucking life. We should do, oh my God. There should be a sketch with like a version of each country. Yeah. And they're just like going like. Like the like the French like the French, French oh just let your son do the marijuana it could be worse. do the marijuana do the anal sex yes I did the anal sex That's everyone has to born. do anal sex eventually <laughs> it's practically in the constitution but yeah no I, like I would I like the idea of a Scottish virgin like especially because I, I used to have a Scottish teacher she was um she was a uh, my second grade teacher Fiona Fiona Crawford and she was from uh, Glasgow okay. and she's like Lewis. Sit down. You're, you're disturbing the class. And I was like, I imagine the virgin going like, oh, fuck off with your marijuana. But um, exactly. here's the thing. Here's how I feel. Here's how I feel about this. Um, at some point, this program made me far angrier than it makes me now. Because I hate religion. Just fuck religion in general. Uh, and this did smell of propaganda. This did smell of we're trying to convert people yeah. to religion. It smells of propaganda the same way like chocolate smells of chocolate. But eventually, at least like the last 10 years or so, or so of this program, it's become such a clear parody of itself that I cannot possibly fathom that anyone in the production of this program believes that they have to take it seriously. If anything, this program is creating more and more atheists in this country because 
maybe I'm being like maybe I'm being um, optimistic. optimistic, optimistic, and I I, I never am. <laughs> and that explains the blood that's raining right now. Exactly. No, maybe I'm being optimistic, but the thing is, that I just in in a time where people are so cynical, and I mean this in the best possible way, because I believe cynicism is actually quite a healthy thing to to have in your life. I do. Um, I do try to have a healthy amount of cynicism. Yes. About everything I believe. I think that now people are watching it because it's so ridiculous. And when people are watching things because they're so ridiculous, then what are you really doing semiotically, symbolically? What are you doing with that symbol? Yeah, you're taking power away from yeah. someone. And I, and I would agree, but then we also think, have things like Maria Vision and other uh, evangelical and Catholic uh, things that from our perspective, they look very ridiculous and they look very cookie, unreal very and cookie. cookie. Yeah. But they are, you know, you know, they move people to vote. They move people to do things. We're talking about this woman in a video in uh, from Baja California who very passionately started saying that gay marriage was going to lead to uh, people having sex with animals because it, for some reason, for some of these people think that there's a bunch of people with sheep next to next to them going looking at TV, going as soon as gay marriage is legal, ooh, you're gonna get it. Uh, so yeah, I want to be optimistic like you, but I also see all this you know, power and all this influence that these things have. And I find, and I love the campiness, again, of that. So, I, I, yeah, I think maybe the production is very much aware of what, of how ridiculous it is what they're doing. But that doesn't mean everyone watching it is aware of it. And it doesn't mean that everyone watching it isn't just taking in the message of don't worry about anything, just pray your troubles away and, you know, don't do shit. Here's the thing. In order to, to take this program straight as it comes and just say, like, take it seriously and say, oh, marijuana is addictive or whatever. In order to do that, you need to have zero critical thought. Absolutely zero. Because it's not like, it's not this sneaky message. Those are the dangerous ones in my book. The ones that, it doesn't look like propaganda. The best propaganda doesn't look like propaganda. Totally. The best propaganda, unless you're, you're talking about a society, you know, the, the uh, anti-Semitic propaganda during the Nazi regime, which is, it was already, the, the population had already drunk the Kool-Aid back then. But if you look at early Nazi propaganda and the early ways in which the Jews were blamed for so many so many problems in Germany, it didn't really look like anti-Semitic propaganda. It just looked like the bankers are keeping the money yeah. and this is this is affecting people's blah blah blah. And you know, a little article in a newspaper saying that this famous Jewish um company owner did this corrupt thing and it was a very very gradual very sneaky and very insidious way of changing people's minds this is kind of the opposite there's two two kinds of people that can watch it the people who have critical thought and the people who don't the people who don't have critical thought are going to be converted by anything yeah. It's going to be this or it's going to be the rabid woman screaming about homosexuality being the same as, zo uh, you know, zoophilia. So those Which people... sometimes people... And you can't save those people. <laughs> there is... Yeah, well... But you can't save those people. Men are animals. Anyway. Yeah, they, they are. Yeah. I, if only... Yeah. Um, <laughs> if only... Now, because she was saying, like, equal uh, marriage equality is going to ha make people have sex with animals. And I'm like, God... Do you know how many God people hear are... you, honey. God hear you. If only marriage guaranteed that they would stop being dogs. You know, if only marriage would. But yeah. Anywho. Uh, and then you know, here's that's. 
precisely the thing. And it comes, you know, this comes from a whole... I can't believe I'm getting so much out of my drama degree, but here it comes again. That's the whole point of this the podcast. Com- this your, comes parents, from- your parents call me like, he needs to do something when you use a drama degree. Absolutely. <laughs> this is immediately familiar... Uh, when you there, there was a, a drama genre throughout the Middle Ages, which was called the morality play. And it was pretty much the same thing as Rosa de Guadalupe. It was entertainment in which uh, there was a, a character who was sinful, and usually you would have the sin being personified. So there's the character who doesn't want to give to the poor. And there's another character who is greed. He is actual greed. And he goes, oh, no, you can't give to the poor because if you give to the poor, you don't have money. And then there's the virtues that come in and there's generosity and charity. And they come in and they try to... Basically, they're fighting over this mortal soul and the mortal has to make a choice. But morality plays were effective because they all came down to you are supposed to choose the correct one or... Alternatively, the correct choice is going to be, to be made for you. But there is a choice. And these characters don't really have that moral dilemma. They're just like, everything just escalates to the point where they're just these little, oh my God, what am I going to do? And the virgin just steps in. The virgin yes. just literally steps in. So it doesn't even work dramatically because you're not making anyone yeah, go... Yeah, Dale's like well, smacking out exactly, the show. Exactly. Um, so it's different from, from a morality play in that respect. And it's so out there and it's so campy and it's so ridiculous that most people, because I do believe that most people have at least a working uh, system of critical thought, they will see this and they will go, that, that's ridiculous, that's stupid. I, I, think mo- I think the majority of people in Mexico, um, considering the majority of people in Mexico don't have the privilege through several things in their life not they're not they're making you know they don't have the privilege of you know finishing elementary or secondary school um you, i think a lot of them and this is an indoctrinating show and again yes it is very is it campy, really? and it is a very and it's a very a part of itself as we've mentioned i don't know i want to have faith like you in people that they have critical thought but I also, again, there's Maria Vision, there's this whole bunch of other places where they, it, the, the thing is, this show does not exist in a vacuum. It exists, you know, you know, pastors on Sunday talk about the show. It's like, oh, did, did you see the show? Because of course, Pokemon Go is taking your children away from God and, you know, Pikachu is the devil. And if P plus K plus Detective equals 666, thus the devil, thus I mean, I know it's out there, and I want to have more faith in people than I do, but also... Um, but who do you think the show is made for? Because well, look, people. No, that's the thing. It's not. Yes, it is. No, look at the topics that it's covering. Pokemon Go. Pokemon. Poor, people, poor people in this country do not know what Pokemon Go is. But they can still be frightened. But... Mm, I don't know. Like, Farmville and Pokemon Go and all these things, I think... It's. I mean, it's, I'm, not, I'm not saying. I'm, I'm not saying extreme poverty. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of. Pe- there's a lot of people that that are you know that aren't rich that have access to smartphones, to computers, yes. to internet, to World of Warcraft, the middle to, class, yeah, the, to, and even middle low class. There's yeah. a lot of people that have access to that. Yes. Uh, through several, you know, it's not only it's not only uh, rich people have access to that, but that's the other thing. Like, if you make the if you say, well, uh, don't have a smartphone because smartphones are evil. What you do is take people away from a tool that they could actually use to learn about a whole a whole lot of things. 
I don't know. I mean, I mean, I want to have faith in people, and I like your optimism. Not, it, it doesn't. My faith in people doesn't come from me believing in people. My faith in people comes from the fact that this show is so very clearly written as a parody of Catholicism. Parody is the first step no. towards dismantlement. But a lot of people don't see it as a parody. I think it's like the novelas. The novelas are a parody. They are ridiculous. No, telenovelas are not a no, parody. Telenovelas, they are a parody. No, they're, they're plain straight. No, they're mirada de mujer. Yeah, but every single, every single... Is, yeah, mirada de mujer is, it's a, is, is, an, is an exception. Telenovela, and the people... Act, I mean, I know the, the actors are like, okay, be as campy as possible, but every single uh, character in this... Uh, I mean, I know it looks like a comedy sketch to us because we are aware of how ridiculous it looks. Yes. But this is normal acting for people. This is how television looks to people. This isn't a parody of Catholicism to people. This is just Catholicism. This is people being told, don't worry about your problems. Pray and things will fi get fixed. And if they don't get fixed, it's because you didn't pray hard enough or you're not good enough. Which gets reinforced on Sunday, on Sunday Mass. <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, still, again, I love your optimism. No, it's not And optimism. I hate my cynicism. I look at other telenovelas. The telenovela, for example, where the message is, you're a woman. The only thing you can aspire to is marrying a richer guy who is mm -hmm. handsome and preferably white. That, to me, is much more insidious because it's not presented as a moral. It's presented as a status quo. This is the reality of things. And this show does not present the status quo. This show presents you the kooky cases, the weird cases. This is the yeah, reality. because as you mentioned in... in, in um real true life stories of a woman yes I mean yeah they're the cookie cases but they're presented as you know this is the thing you need to worry about because uh, these are the these are the exaggerations we are gonna we're gonna go to if we let things go far enough if we stray far away enough from the church that's the thing in our circle nobody takes them seriously but maybe I should check in my a lot of, in a lot of places they are being taken seriously. And they, they are being taken as like, again, this is the kind of thing that a pastor on Sunday says, I want to talk about, you know, let's not go with Pokemon Go because it's like old news, but I want to talk about... Um, Instagram or it, yeah. whatever. You know, as you, the, this is what happens when someone loses complete sight of the Lord and blah, 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 blah. Because that's, you know, that's evangelist to TV. And, you know, again, we look at an evangel uh, evangelical pastor on television, we think it's campy, we think it's ridiculous, we think a it's a parody of itself. But there's a whole bunch of people sending him money. A whole bunch of people. So, anyway... No, no, you're right. I mean, there is... Yeah, you're right. There is, there is a degree do, but, of but that's indoctrination. Where we're yeah. Because people need critical thought, and we're going to give it to them. Because the right way to think is our way, people. Not yours. <laughs> True. Yeah. So anyway, this has been, this has gone on for long enough. Please oh God, send us yes. your comments through social media. Uh, you can find Luis Augusto at at uh, Mr Drama on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find me as Martin Leon uh, on Facebook. Uh, if you search for Martin Leon on Twitter and Instagram, you're gonna find me too. My handle name is my name with all the letters mixed up. But just search for Martin Leon and look for my photo and follow me. I don't think I have that many people. Pretending to be me on social media. That many people. There's no one pretending to be me on social media. Anywho, uh, thank you so much for listening, you guys. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Have a nice day. Have a day. Porno. 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 Porno.